Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, August 11, 2021, and this is episode 173. And I gotta say, I am so excited to share this amazing dynamic duo story. Episode 173 features EDM's favorite husband and wife duo, the two fake blondes. I caught up with Petey and Hannah recently and had a blast getting their full story. We got it all in for episode 173 and started by talking about their early inspirations and influences. Petey and Hannah were born and raised on opposite ends of the U.S. Petey, upstate New York, and Hannah, Seattle, Washington. And they both grew up with music as a major part of their lives. Hannah is a naturally gifted singer who was already in recording studios at 7 years old, and Petey started producing in high school and fell in love with it right away. Eventually, their paths crossed in 2016 in Nashville, and they eventually got married a few years later. Aww! Now, of course, I wanted to ask about how they became the two fake blondes. Petey was actually already having success pursuing his own solo career in electronic music, and when they were together, Hannah had actually already given up on it. They had a moment after a random show in Portland that sparked a new wave of collaborative creativity between them, and they decided to join forces. Petey would construct and produce the tracks, and Hannah would songwrite and sing the vocals. Now, we of course talked about the two fake blondes discography so far, and I had so much fun running through all their releases and hearing about the inspiration for the lyrics and the production process that went on behind the scenes to bring these tracks to life. We talked about releases like Lifeline, my personal favorite, Good For You, and Insecurities, which came out on Bring the Kingdom, shout out to our guy King Topher, and the story of how they all came together. All their tracks are amazing, and they always put forth their full effort to make them special and unique. I gotta say, this interview was authentic in every single way. We talked about finding yourself, heartbreak and true love, and finding creativity in places you least expect it. I'm such a big fan of these two, and they are truly inspiring on many levels. Thanks so much again for coming on the show, guys, and let's get into it right now so you can hear their story for yourselves. This is episode 173, featuring the two fake blondes. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome everybody to a very special episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm coming to you live from Chicago, Illinois, and we're here with the two fake blondes out in Seattle, Washington. How the hell are you guys? What's up? We're doing, we're doing so good. We're so <laughs> yeah. happy to be here. We are pumped. Yep. Yeah, me too. Like I said before we went live, I'm such a big fan of you guys, your productions, your style. Uh, your music strikes like a soft chord in my heart. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but like... As a songwriter, it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's the best compliment. Seriously, I don't know what it is. Like, I was on a, I should have taken a video for you guys, but I'm doing like a timeshare on a boat here in Chicago, and it's like the best thing you can do in Chi-Town. And of course, everyone's like, we need you to DJ. And I'm, I don't like DJing on Spotify, because then I'm just like not, not having that good of a time. But yeah. I was in the zone, found a good playlist, and then started queuing up some. I put on Lifeline. In like the middle, right at the right moment. And we were with all these girls and just like good energy. And they were like, what song is this? And I was like, wait for the drop. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so cool. 
amazing. I'll play it again. Yeah, I'll I'll play it again for them. But they all asked about it, and I was like, Oh my gosh, you guys got to check them out. So that's amazing. Thanks for doing that. Thank you. That's so cool. Yeah, you guys make music that like puts you. And I want to ask you about this when you produce, but it kind of puts you in a headspace. Like I feel like I'm somewhere when I listen to your guys' music, Mm -hmm. and I think that's really really special. Yeah, that's so cool. That's that's we love hearing that. Fanta- yeah. Like that's incredible feedback for us because we do put so much thought into yeah. what we're writing, what we're doing with our writing as a brand, like as mm-hmm. the two fake blondes. Yeah. And yeah. one of our tactics, what we do when we're writing, is like, okay, what's the song I'd want to hear if I was just got through a breakup and I'm sitting mm-hmm. in my car yeah. crying? Wow. What's the song I'd want to turn on the radio and hear? Yeah. What's yeah. the song I'd want to hear if I was getting ready with my friends yeah. and like super pumped and had to turn a song on? Yeah. And so yes. we love, like you know, or for a lifeline, like what's the song you want to hear if you need to encourage your friends? Like whatever that yeah. is, but we love thinking. I learned that yeah. a long time ago in Nashville and writing mm-hmm. in Nashville. And it's like, put yourself in the position yep. for what you would need to hear at that yeah. time. So we really try to do that with every single one of mm-hmm. our songs that we write. Yes. Well, you're doing a pretty good job so far because every song is a hit, in my opinion. Thank you. Thank you so much. DJ to DJ, you know, the highest form of a compliment is if you download the song and it immediately goes on the USB. I'm not just hard in that on Spotify. That is. You know, bro, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That is the highest compliment. (laughs) It is. Yeah. I could say, yo, that track bangs. But like if I if I tell you it's on the USB. Oh, man. You know right here man because <laughs> there's multiple steps these the other people you, go they, record box, you gotta drag it into your playlist you gotta put your you yeah it's you gotta like, go to record box we gotta man. analyze that track i gotta line up the beat grid i gotta make sure we're good to go it's gotta be the right moment that is so good dude, oh man that's awesome, my guy that's yeah awesome. yeah dude that means so much absolutely speaking of djing you guys just had your first show together right in nashville Yes, yeah, it, yeah, was. It, was. it was. It was our first show. It we, was right before COVID, we had like all of our first shows lined up and yeah. we were super pumped. And of course, you know, what happened happened. Yeah. Uh, and we just, we, even at the beginning of last year, like we just started practicing our set. Yeah. We were like, we're going to play. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes. Yeah. So we were just like, with, all this blind faith just being like yeah, yeah sounds good and that show we played in nashville we actually got asked to play like five days before it yeah. happened and we were like yes let's yeah. go we will wow. play anywhere we because we're, we're so excited to play yeah. and man we had a freaking had a blast. blast yeah like it was Amazing. absolutely incredible yeah you guys have certainly have an energy. So what, like how, how much was, I know actually you guys have your own YouTube channel where you discuss like what you're going to play, how much thought went into that set. I mean, you only got five days notice was like an immediate turnaround or you had already been prepared. We already been preparing like a couple yeah. months prior. Um, I think it was in March, actually. We, we were just like, yeah, like, we're going to start really dialing in like wow. we on like a 30, 45 minute set. Yep. Um, just like, let's figure out what we want it to look like and mm-hmm. let's just keep practicing. And, you know, we'd been so used to being in the studio for for a while so being yeah. in a rehearsal room together and just like yeah have ideas and jump around and it was so yeah. much fun we were just like let's just pl- let's just pretend we have a show booked and do every single step we need to do to yeah. plan a set yeah. So we know that we can put it together and get ready to we go. We have like 10 different set lists with all these like arrows and like drawings. <laughs> like, we have it like listed in colors, like we see songs in color and we have like all yeah. these and they're all taped up on the wall. No, I wish I could have been there. Anna, you looked like a workout instructor too. I think you probably wore that outfit because you knew you were going to sweat, but I was like, she's yeah. getting it. Yeah, it yeah. was the most athletic 
Like I prepared athletically. <laughs> that said, you did. You did. Not only is because you know I used to do country music, and right. obviously dance music requires like I want to bring a ton of energy to our set. Like yeah. I want to be having as much fun as the people in the audience are having yeah. with our music. And so I was like, I need to be able to sing and and dance around at the same time. And so that's taken yeah. a lot of training with endurance yeah. and lung capacity. But yeah, yeah thirty minutes straight up cardio singing at the same time uh, jumping up and down yeah yeah, yeah. It was awesome. yeah. yeah. Amazing. the high heels wore the nikes some dope nikes yeah <laughs> that's some swag yeah and you gotta have that that sort of like raw power and raw energy when you're performing i feel like in the years past the stigma of a cool dj is like i'm too cool to be here i'm not even gonna look up at the crowd there are some and those are the ones that really are doing the best but you guys like you play great music, but like your energy clearly is what is going to keep going too, and, and get more fans and real fans. And they're going to spread the word people like me. So that was yeah. just awesome to see. And I'm, I'm glad to see you guys performing too. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so thank much. You. It's like our ultimate, you know, like we want to be able to tour yeah, every country whole, at yeah. some point. And mm-hmm. that's where I know my, like my home is on stage. Like that's yeah. where I feel the most connected to what my particular purpose is mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> on yes. stage. So it's For just sure. like, it's such a thrill and it's incredible to get to meet the fans and talk yeah. to people after and really, really connect in this in music language. Yeah. It's yeah. so incredible. And you really taught me like the kind of like the beauty of performing because I resonated with what you just said, Sherm, about yeah. like when I came up in DJing, kind of the thing was oh you don't have to talk to crowds you just do your own thing you play right. your own music you just vibe and that's it which was like you know it was, it was cool just to be able to get a feel for what it's like to be on stage but yeah. when we started our project you brought all of your experience into like no we have to perform we got to put on a show like look at Skrillex you know look at Diplo look yes at Alan, like bring mm-hmm. people like take them to a whole different level so getting to work on that with you is really special so I it just makes me now like even more excited like I like performing now I truly love performing and yeah <laughs> can't wait to keep uh keep going oh yeah it's awesome it's clear you guys have found your true passion in life and obviously you guys are such an amazing couple but we got to take it back in time because you both have a very different history in music too we're going to start with hannah just okay. because she's on the country where exactly did you grow up and when did music come into your life yeah, so I grew up in a really little, tiny, small town of Stanwood, Washington. Stanwood, <laughs> Washington. Oh, Stanwood, Washington. <laughs> a little farming town, really. Um, it's kind of like the typical, you know, I grew up in a small town story. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was about 45 minutes north of Seattle. And, you know, I started taking voice lessons when I was like five years old. My music teacher kind of pulled my parents aside and was like, hey, just so you know, like your daughter is actually really naturally talented with wow. her singing, but she has this kind of twang in her voice that I'm not sure where it's coming from. <laughs> so I'm trying to get her to stop doing that. <laughs> the initial thing. And I, wow. you know, my parents would say too, like, even at church, like I'd be able to just like clap along when I was like three with like the beat. And I just yeah naturally loved music. And so my first time in a recording studio was actually when I was seven years old. Oh my God. So before that happened, there was one, this moment in my life, one of the pivotal moments when I, I had like this huge old karaoke machine that my aunt had given me or something. Mm-hmm. And I told my parents and my brother, I have an older brother. 
I said, you guys, I want to do a concert for you. So <laughs> you please could all, you know, stop what you're doing and yep. my concert yep. after dinner. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so I like spent like 20 minutes just belting out Celine Dion songs <laughs> at the top of my lungs. And then when Classic. I was finished, I said, I would like to be a singer. <laughs> and I that was, was like, the moment. And I said, this is what I want to do. And I am like very, very blessed because my parents were like, they tell it this way. They said, we sat down and we said, well, if she wanted to play the violin, like what would we do? You know, we would support what she's trying to do. Amazing. So from there, my parents were like, okay, great. Well, you have to also learn the music industry at the same time because you can't just be singing and going out and (laughs) la-di-da and then not know what you're doing for the business. So So true. Yeah. And which was so, so awesome that they had that instinct. My mom's an entrepreneur. Um, so she had that instinct too. And then by the time I was 12, I had a full band of, uh, adults. <laughs> and Who is she? Started- <laughs> Who is she? I, know, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> Your parents sat you down and said, 10 years old said, we're going to, we're getting you an LLC. <laughs> <Yeah. right now." laughs> <It's time. laughs> okay. Okay. You're legit. Continue. I got you. <laughs> so I started a little bit prior to that. I started like doing the fair circuit and I bring like my CD with burnt songs, karaoke tracks, like my mom would have to sit on her PC and like time out the songs <laughs> with some weird software that no one knew about. Yeah, so yeah. Need, like 12 song CDs with just enough seconds for me to say a couple words in between the songs. <laughs> and I would take them all around the fair circuit in Washington and would sing my little heart out. And then I graduated to a band and starting to tour with the bands. And then I feel like my story really got started when... Um, I, someone found me on MySpace when I was 13 and this woman said, Hey, you should come to the songwriting camp. Um, because you're really talented and it's like three Nashville songwriters and you come there and you get to go horseback riding and learn how to write music. And I was like, well, let me ask my mom. <laughs> I was like, I gotta talk to my mom first. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I know those days. Yeah. <laughs> And so and at that age, I was kind of like, well, I don't want to leave for like 10 days during the summer. But for some reason, my mom had this instinct, like we should go out, like I'll take you and we'll go and we'll do this. And I ended up meeting who was my, ended up being my producer for five years after that, at that camp, which made me start going to Nashville. Mm -hmm. So I started traveling to Nashville and LA when I was 14 Mm -hmm. um, and songwriting in Nashville with top hit songwriters at 15 years old and made my first record when I was 16. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And at that same time I was just doing, like I stopped going to public high school. I did independent study and like my senior project was making an album and PE was performing on stage touring. Which is (laughs) amazing. Yeah. (laughs) It was a really cool program. It's in the state of Maine. I've never been there. (laughs) You're so much cooler than me and PD. It's like so obvious. (laughs) We're just, we're just house DJs. I know. I just like mixed tracks, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome though. Very cool. And it's so amazing that you had supportive parents like that, that Yes. Really gave you that chance. I mean, a lot of people don't have parents like that. I know yeah. that's usually the story that I hear from people. And so mm-hmm. I feel there's not really like a day that goes by that I don't think about that in some capacity of yeah. how I also want to want to be that for like our children at some point yeah. too, is like supporting their dream and what they want to do and being able to champion them and watching what it evolves and grows into. Amazing. 
What, a, yeah. what, an, what an awesome story. What about you, Petey? Where are you from originally? I'm from upstate New York in Rochester. So I just said that like with a really Rochester. I was like, Rochester? Yeah, that was, I was going to say. Oh. Yeah, I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> Rochester? <laughs> Rochester. <laughs> We're going to clip that. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm from Rochester. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's close to like, you know, Buffalo area. It's like yep. an hour from there. So yeah. Familiar with it, but yeah. um, yeah, I grew up there. I got into music probably. <laughs> it started. It started with the recorder in second grade, and uh-huh. then high cross the trumpet, and then the trumpet. Oh, man! I was like, <laughs> I was playing those like Indiana Jones tunes. Wow. Yeah, it was like so for four years. I was like loving the trumpet, and that was like you know after school we'd go to concert band. Uh, practice which is which is hilarious but um <laughs> once uh, I would say once eighth grade hit I realized I got super into rock and roll music mm-hmm. and I was like I can't play this on the trumpet it just doesn't feel right it doesn't yeah. sound the same so I got that's when I started to get into guitar and started learning um electric I was super into like the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and I was like I was like, I'm just going to grow my hair out. And I'm just going to like play like Jimmy Page. And this is just going to be my life. And it was, it was, it was amazing. I got to learn so much about uh, music and uh, performing, soloing, all that stuff. So that eventually graduated into me, like learning about hip hop and got into like Kanye West was probably like the main influence. And around that same time I got into, I got um, some music production software. I got Reason 3. Mm-hmm. and that just kind of like started getting my ideas flowing how to put them uh how to kind of make a track on a computer and i actually still have one of my first tracks and it is it's rough yeah. but, <laughs> i think i have heard yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like i, I remember how i'm thinking no one's made anything like this yep <laughs> but like i mean there's like a little bit of pride that goes into that too it's like you know it's, it's cool to see where you started and how far you've come we should use it to open a set one day i know definitely <laughs> I know. Yeah, he <laughs> might pass out. <laughs> People might leave the building, but hey, it's gosh. So when when were you guys both exposed to electronic music? I mean, it sounds like you you were doing country, doing rock, some hip hop, but it, when did you actually say, okay, I think I like this dance music? Uh, for me, it was like 2000, 2011. That was my freshman year of college, and the oh, oh, nice, a good friend go. of mine. Yeah. You're going to say got... levels. You're going to say levels, aren't you? Dude, I am going to say yeah. levels. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Same here, bro. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. This is a safe space, okay? It's all right. levels, <laughs> Yeah. I remember that time. That song got so much. That song got a lot of shade at the time, but it's it's amazing. But like a good friend of mine. Yeah, a good friend of mine. Um, now, he he lived the, the dorm right next to mine, and he was always bumping like, EDM and it was mm-hmm. TSO, Avicii, Alesso. Yep. Um, and I remember for the first month, I hated it. So I was like, this, this music sucks, man. Like, <laughs> have you heard Kanye West? Like, it's <laughs> 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 like, yeah, I was, I was a snob and I didn't really understand too. Like, I just thought there was so much repetition and I didn't really understand it. But eventually, like, after like a month and a half or so, something clicked and I started to really like get into it. And it was levels that was like the first track, like the, just the euphoric you know, um, yeah. feel of that. And so my friend taught me how to DJ. We ended up forming our own um, EDM show on the college radio station. So all of that like really blossomed in my love for electronic music. And I remember, I think tw- 2012, I was live streaming Ultra 
and I got to see Armin Van Buren set and I like started crying. I was like, this is the music I need to make. <laughs> crying on the live stream. Dude, it was powerful though. You I know? feel you. Yeah, I that's so funny. I've never seen a show like that. So that's kind of where it started for me. Where'd you go to college? I kind of hopped around, but I started at Ithaca College mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah. Went to the University of Buffalo and then eventually graduated from uh, Roberts Wesleyan College, which is in Rochester as well. Okay, so upstate New York the whole time, though, which upstate isn't traditionally known for its electronic music culture, right? Not at all. Yeah, I, same, all. I went to Indiana University in Bloomington, which yeah. is a bigger Big Ten school, and um, they were bringing in DJs. But when I would watch like the Ultra live stream, my friends would be like, dude, like, why are you watching that on your iPhone right now? And I'd be like in the corner, like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, I've been waiting yeah. on this and, you know, it's an hour ahead and I'm like at the bar, like, yeah, <laughs> come on, anybody else want to watch this? So I know what you mean by like, not really being surrounded by people that are so about it. And it's not like a lonely experience, but it, I don't know. I didn't really run into people that shared the level of passion for electronic music until after college too. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, Same totally story, bro. What about, yeah. what about you, Hannah? Yeah. So before I met Pete, I mean, uh, one of the artists I love was Skrillex. One of my earliest memories of listening Hell yeah. was yeah. like with my little tiny blue MP3 player in web design <laughs> class in middle school <laughs> and just code my little heart out. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. And, and Avicii as well. I mean, yeah. of course, uh, made a huge impact. Um, but it wasn't until I started dating Pete that I went to see a live electronic show and watch him yeah. DJ. And so once I Ooh, kind of got, you were hooked. Come on. You know, were, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The cool <laughs> DJ. Yeah, there you go. He's like, I know. <laughs> I know. It was so good. So it was just so cool because he he knows, I mean, everything about dance music. He knows so much of the history of dance music. And so I felt like I got this awesome like immersion by going to his shows and then seeing his friends play like different kinds, like bass music and stuff. And mm-hmm. just like, wow, this is really, really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and started kind of picking up on the different things that I really loved about it. And then of course started listening to more of it because we were dating yeah. um, and we just had such this huge shared experience of just loving music. It didn't matter the genre, but just like how much we loved like the yeah. details and nuances of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he was really my gateway. Yeah. He was my gateway drug. <laughs> PD Mac was my, yeah. was my gateway drug of dance music. <laughs> Everybody's got their vice hand. Everybody's got their vice. I understand. <laughs> Where did you guys originally meet? Was that in Nashville then? Yes. Yeah, 2016. 2016. Let's Nashville. hear the story. Let's hear it. I got to hear it. Is it two different perspectives? Should we go the guy and the girl? Because there's always two different stories, isn't there? I mean, I don't think so. We're pretty on the same page. I think. Yeah. We, are, yeah. we always have like a, a dinner, a family dinner table version oh, yeah, of it. We, and then we have like <laughs> the actual version yeah. of the story. Okay, let's go That's actual cool. version. Actual yeah. Um, so we were at a um, music video release party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we only laugh because it's like a thing that people do all the time yeah. in Nashville. <laughs> uh, and we were on um, Demumbrian, which if people are familiar with Nashville, that's also funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were at this little bar and I was uh, with my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And Pete was there and I met him and I didn't really know anyone else. And he was there and he had dark hair braces oh yeah tiny little triangle glasses on he wants to see a picture a plaid plaid shirt and jeans oh yeah and i was was introducing him 
<laughs> he was so nice. Yeah. He was the only person that talked to me. That's all he had. <laughs> so nice. He smiled the whole time. And I just remember thinking, that Pete guy is just, he's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what every guy wants to hear. Yeah. I'm so nice. Classic things yeah. for me is if like, I told people I did like web design, like guys would always try to ask me web design. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so he was like, oh, cool. I might need a website sometime. <laughs> just like, we're just talking about that for some reason. Yeah. But like, I just remember him being like super, super nice. Obviously I was dating someone and it yeah. was his yeah. friend. Um, yeah. which was totally fine. And, and Pete was just the best. He was just so nerdy and so nice. Braces mm-hmm. and all. Braces and all. Um, wow. That's how we initially met. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty on par story, yeah. right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So from there, um, we, we were just friends through a person I was dating. I encouraged this person to make Pete in his band. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to get Pete a girlfriend. Yep. I was like, we need to double date. Yeah. Need to oh my God. Yeah. And then he had like this glow up. He like went platinum blonde. He got his braces off. Yeah. He like oh. all of a sudden started dressing fashionably. <laughs> and like, and that was fun. I was like, oh my gosh, no, baby, he's so cute. We have Oh it. my gosh. And that horrifies me now. <laughs> that kind of stuff. But you know, it was all fine. And I yeah. remember I would, you would be like, Hey, can you bring me some sparkling water to rehearsal? And like, I would pick stuff up and I was like, Oh, please just Here so nice. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So eventually, yeah. eventually I went through a really, really bad breakup. Went through a huge breakup with this yeah. person. Um, and Petey was the only one out of our entire friend circle who didn't unfollow me on social media. Yeah. And months after the breakup happened, like he would always leave just like an encouraging little comment on stuff. I was obviously going through a hard time. I was obviously trying to like find my own inspiration and kind of like have this moment of, okay, who am I? Why do I keep dating horrible people? I need to like this, but what I wrote our song good for you about, I just needed to come become good for myself again. And yeah. Pete was just like so kind with his encouragement. And he at the time had posted one night about like this church he was going to. And it just sounded by his, what he shared, like he had gone through something similar. So I was like, I'm just going to DM him. And we ended up having a five hour conversation yeah. on Instagram it's that crazy. night via DM. Like not yeah. kidding. Like we just laid on our floors and, and just like having a heart talked. to heart. That's yeah. Like, it was yeah. really like a heart to heart. Yeah. It was crazy. And so we like went to church together. Like he invited me the next week. And then we, we our first date was a six mile run. But I asked her all the like tons of he questions. Talked the I- entire, okay, he's like a three feet taller than me. And he talked the entire six miles. Oh my gosh. So much fun. But I was like trying he's to a like talker. Yeah. 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 Dude, you're built different, man. People I can I love running too, but people that are talking the whole time, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah. yeah so that's kind of that's yeah that's kind of how we met and then yeah we ended up dating for nine months mm-hmm. you know we then we, i broke up with him because he was just you know <laughs> needed, needed to have some time yeah we need up call yeah there was definitely yes. like I, yeah there were some things that just like needed to be changed in my own i know i knew in my own life and um just I, I mean, was. me too. Yeah, me too. yeah, same. But like, yeah. we yeah. basically like we broke up for like three months. 
Yeah, totally. Like, and straight up, like, never speaking to each other again. Yeah. Like, it's over. Move on. I thought Hannah was moving back to Washington and never coming back <laughs> to Nashville. Like, just thought kind of the whole thing was over. But we also, like, I don't know, something kind of kept pressing on me. Like, even a month after we broke, I'm like, okay, shoot. Like, <laughs> I know I'm changing and I need to, like, let her know because I feel like I yeah. just, she's the one for me. And, like, there's, despite all the bad things that happened, I really think, like, um, that we can really make this work and, like, kind of come together and be an amazing power couple yeah so but it took time it took yeah, a lot of time it did take time yeah. and I feel like our breakup was like the best thing that could have ever happened to us because yeah. after we broke up like coming back together like we chose each other exactly we yeah. weren't like oh infatuated or codependent or just like in love we were like yep. okay after we totally thought this would never happen I actually want to be with you yeah and he actually wanted to be with me and yeah. we're like okay let's make this choice to choose yeah. to love each other yeah and so like we had to go through that oh yeah that. you had to go definitely through. sometimes it's not seeing like what you want it's realizing what you don't have i had a similar experience with my girlfriend i took her to junior prom 11 years ago guys we went to college oh, together so cool. exactly and i she she broke up with me like the person i was becoming i i didn't i thought i had to be a, a frat superstar or thought i had to do this and that and that was never me but I had to realize who I'm not to discover who I am. And then we got back together a year in the moving, uh, after moving to Chicago, you know, we talked and crossed paths and stuff, but once we got back together, it's just never been stronger. And it's been about five years since then. So that I know is that, so cool. amazing. that like gives me chills yeah. because it's just so cool to be able to go through that. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, find out who you, you don't want to yeah. be, which makes you realize who you want to be. And that is so powerful. So powerful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I resonate with everything you guys just said and, my girlfriend usually she's in the other room listening to the interview she's not here right now though but i'm gonna make her listen to that part yeah there you go that was a good line that was a good line yeah, that was a good <laughs> Petey gets it. yeah you get it <laughs> shout out to maya awesome so during during this time though pd you were pursuing music full-time on a solo solo career right yeah i was doing that i was also playing with um a band as well i was doing like keys and stuff for them and they were um you know, doing really well. They were, you know, selling out shows in Nashville. We got to play South wow. by Southwest. Um, yeah. And I was like, but I, even when I was with them, I was kind of like, there was still something I mean, like, this isn't really, 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 really what I want to do. And yeah. Again, it was, I was, it was cool, to, but it wasn't you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, <laughs> I was, was over here like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was watching you. I was not looking at any. Yeah. I saw your face. <laughs> but well see like continue <laughs> Proceed. but yeah I mean I, I yeah I was I was definitely like doing my own thing and it was going through that process of again like figuring out who you don't want to be yeah um, and going through that whole process that okay once we got back together and kind of redefine okay I know this is what I want like as a career perspective and I know this is who I want to be as a person and these are the mm -hmm. steps I'm taking yeah. I, I feel like you know from that breakup on and coming back together, it was like a really transformative time in so many different areas of my life. And as hard as it was, it was so worth it. You know, it was worth it to put the work in. Yeah. You know, so special. Amazing. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys ever like during that time after the breakup, like decide we want to do this together? You're just having fun in the studio. Like when did the two fake blondes become real then? Mm -hmm. We never. That's, we never did music yeah. together. So interesting enough, like, when Pete and I met, I had actually quit yep. music. Like I had been in oh. the industry since I was 12 years old. Yeah. And I went from 
I went from being able to tour with a band and make an income. And after my, my producer ended up passing away, my mentor and producer, he passed away when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And I actually decided to move to Nashville after that happened. But at the same time I moved to Nashville, that meant like leaving my band and kind of moving in a different direction, more towards the industry. Mm -hmm. After a few years of being industry driven, I was so heartbroken. Like I was waking up every single day without like having that fan connection. Like every day I started waking up just like heartbroken about what hadn't happened or what yeah. was happening or where mm -hmm. I wasn't or wish, where I wish I would have been. And yeah. so I came to this point in 2016 where I was like, I just have to remove Singer from Hannah. Like I have to know that Hannah doesn't have to be like singer doesn't need to have to be attached to my name. Like yeah. as who I am as a person, yeah, right. like I just need to be Hannah and I need to be okay with her and know that she doesn't have to have this label attached to her. Right. So when I say like, I left music behind, I did it in a way to be like, this is not, I'm not identifying with Hannah, the singer anymore. Like right. I'm just me. So if someone asks me if I'm doing music, the answer is no because I need to feel what that felt like. Yeah. And it was just some really big decisions that led up to it. I was actually in a really good place by a lot of standards in my career and working with people that I only dreamt of working with, but because of certain circumstances, I just knew they weren't, it wasn't going to lead me in the right direction for yeah. who I was in my life. Yeah. So I made a decision right. to back down from situations and just take a break. So when Pete and I met and started dating, I was just like, oh, I do web design. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I just run my business. Like, oh, I do. I don't yeah. do music. You didn't say anything about that. music, right? We, we just we bonded. Knew, we bonded over. Yeah, we bonded more so about music, music we liked. That was like the. We yeah. stay up till like five a.m. listening to music oh, yeah. together. Like it was, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was ridiculous, and yeah. amazing. Yeah. So we like he knew like about my past with music. He'd never like. I wouldn't be like singing with my guitar. Like I couldn't even touch my no. guitar. It made me like heartbroken to even look yeah. at it. Like it was, a, it was a lot. I had to deal with a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but I was so excited for him because I had so much experience in the music industry. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. I like just championed him like immediately with his music and like his DJing. And yeah. I was like so excited for him. Yeah. And then I was really excited to just, I'm like, well, maybe I went through all of that so I could support this person who's going to be my husband mm -hmm. and give him as much advice as I can and like yeah. help him manage stuff and like help him like with his career. Yeah. So we had started, you know, that in that capacity, but we had never talked about, thought about, dreamt yeah. about ever creating music together. Until ever. 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Everything changed. Oh, 2019. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> that was good. It was still very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, but like at, um, 2019, it was our right after our first uh, wedding anniversary. Mm -hmm. And um, we were in Portland. We saw a band we really liked called Band Camino. And we like had this amazing experience at the show. Yeah. And, and I, there was something about like this band that just seeing them perform and like watching them sell out like this smaller theater, which I love small theaters. It's like yeah. the best venues ever. Yeah. yeah. And I, while we were in like watching them play and their fans, like just like adoring them, knowing every word, like you could just tell they're working their butts off. They're super talented. Right. And I was like, I had that moment where I was like, I feel like this could have been what I was supposed to be. Like, I feel like this could have been me. And it yeah. made me feel like, like, heart, like sad in my heart in this, like, 
almost like this death and this birth of like this dream, like all of a sudden, like made me feel conflicted for the first time in like yeah. three years yeah. or so. Yeah, because yeah. you were so dead set on music being yes. part of your past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was the end. And so I felt this tug and I was like, I remember we were walking to our car, like after we checked out of our hotel the next morning and we were talking about it. And I, and I told Pete, I was like, I felt something pulling at my heart, but like, I can't, I don't want to talk about it because yeah. I don't want to open up that yeah. part of myself. Yeah. 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 And I mean, even like for me, from an artist standpoint, like leading up to that point, I was enjoying like putting out tech house stuff. I got some really amazing opportunities, whether it was doing like official remixes Mm -hmm. or just like putting out like tracks I thought were cool. But I felt like as a creative, I was sort of I mean, it was just me. I was a one man team and I was like kind of running into a wall thinking, like, where do I want to take this? And kind of around around that time in 2019, I was really getting into like more like vocal house stuff and especially like MK and Calvin Harris. Yes. You know, like, and just like their ability to, to use vocals with house music in such an like incredible way. Yeah. And so when Hannah told me, I think the, the idea like came to me, like having like teaming up with Hannah probably a month before we saw the show. And I was like, uh, probably not a good idea. She, she probably doesn't want to even think about, you know, doing this. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. But then you brought that up to me and I started thinking about it again and again. Well, and I'll pause you too, because like, I was so focused in a different direction. Like my business was like growing very rapidly. I was speaking to women. I was like speaking at events. Like I was doing like a totally, yeah, totally different, different yeah. thing. And then helping you with music. Yeah. And when yeah. you, when you share that with me that I kind of had that like tug of being like, Oh, Oh, this, <laughs> so this could, this could change things. Yeah. Was it a couple days later or something? It that was, I, if it not on the way home from Portland, like yeah, it was one of those very things. close within those next couple of days. And that's when I brought it up to you. And I was like, kind of like, like really like sheepish about it. I was like, like, would you want to like team up? <laughs> do like vocals and house music together yeah kind of like dopey yeah oh but i had some music to show you too like, i had like playlists um of like kind of what i was thinking yeah too, well but... i felt like too like in the way that he said it because i did not marry you with that voice I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you like you did present it you were like hey i was thinking lately i mean you did stumble around it a yeah. little bit that what if we teamed up together? What if you came and started yeah. with me and everything? Yeah. And it was just like, uh, it was like, hell yes. Like yeah. it was immediately. Yes. And I felt like honored. Like, it, it's funny to say that. Cause like we talk about everything we know we've always been like huge to communication. Like we talk about everything that's going on in our life, but I like literally felt honored because I thought so highly of his talent. Mm-hmm. Like he's so talented. Like he was I'm killing always, it. Yeah so talented like I think he is a genius musically and so I was like really like do you really you mean that like you really want so you want to give up not give up what you're doing but like he was growing too like he was doing a lot of opening slots and like you were getting on Spotify editorials like his career would have been continued to go upward without me yeah and so I was just like do you really mean this like are you serious yeah And he was like, yes. And that's, it was just done. Yeah. It was a done deal. We started writing music shortly after. And it was just like that excitement too, of just like being able to do it together. Yes. You know, is is like the best thing. And we were, we were both so hyped at the beginning. I feel like that excitement has never faded. Yeah. Oh, that's so special. I mean, it's it's like I talked about before we went on air. You just want to do something that's so fulfilling to you. You don't want to do it for anybody else, but like, what is going to make me happy? 
without yeah. anyone else's approval. And the fact yeah. that PD took that moment to say, I don't really care about all the success that I'm having. I want to do this with you. I want to share this with you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We immediately, I remember like right after we had that conversation the next day, we like went to a coffee shop and we we're like, before we start this venture together, we need to write down why. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. our why? Was, and we both separately, we still have those pages. Yeah, we do. We both separately sat down and wrote down, like, what is our why behind the, this new music project before it was the two big ones? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the adventure, like, what yeah. is the actual why? Because when the hard days come and the hard seasons come, yeah, we need it. to have that to yeah. look and reflect on. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always exciting yeah. in the beginning. And I think we all know, like you both explained, you plateau. It doesn't mean that you're stopping. Sometimes you could even go down, but the fact that you're still going. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yep. So hard. It's so hard yep. to continue. And I think that's why a lot of people, I mean, they fail because they quit and it's so yep. easy to, but you guys are a great team and you've released yep. some incredible music, like Thank you. special stuff, Thank special you. stuff. And I'm so excited to ask about the details of this because yeah, you kind of, you. I, I mean, you don't have a, a template or a formula, but it's really cool to hear one song and then listen to another one and, and hear that you have this influence and the style and the songwriting is so unique. Your first track, If You Really Love Me, that was the first one you released, right? Let's check out the two fake blondes first release, If You Really Love Me on Game Room Records. Let me go, let me make it on my own. Oh, if you really love me, really love me, yeah. If you really love me, yeah. that the first one had it how long had you been working on that was it like a little bit nerve-wracking like we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this that was probably the one we completed the fastest yeah oh you know? okay we, as yeah. soon as we started we're like okay let's start with like season one is just gonna be a season of writing and yeah. we just wrote like there would be days where we'd write like three Basically, or four yeah. songs in a day yeah. like yeah. It was, i hadn't written and i'd been like in years and i yeah. went from writing like, <laughs> six days a week with people to not writing for three years we basically went to guitar center we got the mic we needed we did. and like speakers <laughs> and yep. we set up and like just started going yeah <laughs> yeah and i you remember know? if you really love me it was so awesome because so for country music like i fell in love with it because you can tell a story and people are listening period yeah so you can you know, talk about all this stuff and people are listening to the lyrics and the content of it and you can tell a story. <clears throat> but with dance music, it was actually cool because, you know, country music's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Right, right. Dance music, I was like, oh my gosh, there's not a box for me yeah. to be in. I can really write in any yeah. way that I want to. And so I actually thought it was awesome. I was like, cool. It was like, if you really love me was like two lines. And I was like, I'm done writing for this. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. and I was like, it was so cool to me that that could be, that could happen. Yeah. It's like, let's just write these, these two different pieces of the song. And mm -hmm. then Pete turns it around and turns it into the entire track. So yeah. Yeah, it was one of the first songs that we finished and uh, we pitched it and got it signed for our yeah. first one. And we yeah, were so excited. let's go. Game Room Records, right? You guys have released yeah. three yeah. tracks with them. 
Yeah. So you, it looks like you had released with them in the past. So you have a good relationship with them, obviously. Yeah. Can you tell so, me about them. Yeah. So I had released a friend of mine had introduced me via email to their A&R guy. Mm-hmm. And at the time, and this was maybe like two years ago, she was like, you know, he's looking for like piano house tracks. Yeah. And I had a couple on my hard drive. So I gave him one. And the first one I was the one he signed and that one ended up going on like all these Spotify editorials. And since yeah. then I've really built a good relationship with, with him, released a track. And then when we were working, if you really love me, that was the, the first label in my mind of being like, I think we can find a home for it here. Mm-hmm. I think we can kind of quickly get it signed, get out, you know, the, the start of 2020. And so, yeah. 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 It did really, really well too. It's still doing really well, like streaming wise. Yeah. 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 Got yeah, a was, little stamp of yeah. approval, like okay, we're yeah. doing something right. I know yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was. I just remember being like so, so excited when that song came out. Yeah, and it yeah. still to this day is one of those tracks that I still wouldn't change anything about. I was mm-hmm. like, that was a solid, solid vocal, solid yeah. writing, solid track. Yeah, and I yeah. just I love that song. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's so easy to want to go back and change a track that's like the producer's ear. It's like you hear it, you hear it mastered, you played at the club play it for your friends and then all of a sudden when it's live on streaming sites you're like does not sound the same oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not sad. this is in the track this is in the track spotify got it wrong something happened here <laughs> it is. it's a versatile track too it's a very versatile track so you got great vocal piano energy but a faster paced deep house kind of boppy drop and i think tracks like that you really tiptoe the line of streamable and playable, which is very difficult to do in this day and age, because if you're thinking about a live set, especially in the house music world, it's got to have a really consistent beat. People like the vocals and stuff too, but if you want to be streamable, you need something to sing along to. And I think you exactly. really, really did a great job tiptoeing that line on this track. Thank you. Yeah. It was yeah. like channeling the Oliver Heldens and yes. the vibes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would have it. I yeah. loved it. Probably my second favorite track from you guys, and I already told you my first, Body, though. This is a heater again. Let's check out this heater together. This one's called Body by the two fake blondes off Gaming Records. bass vibe the vocal editing and processing though i mean pd i gotta ask you about this because yeah you this is what i kind of meant by like you do it differently but similarly in some of your tracks like hannah you record the vocals raw right do you layer them like what does it actually look like in the studio for you guys with songs like body yeah this is a fun process so yeah yeah, we record them raw with Mm -hmm. nothing on them um Mm -hmm. which is good because (laughs) At first, I was like infatuated, just like playing around with auto tune. Oh yeah, and then like there was a couple times in the beginning where I'd write something, and then we went to re-record it with that. Like I was like, okay, obviously don't turn the auto tune on when we're recording it, and I was Mm -hmm. like, crap, I can't do the things I was doing. 
yeah. <laughs> so we're like, we have to make sure it's raw vocals. But yeah. what I love to you, so we like lay down the vocals, yeah. um, the raw vocals, and then after Pete is like partially done with the track, mm-hmm. we go back and do ad libs. And oh, that I turn auto tune on for because yeah. I can get so creative in my yeah. mind just for ideas before mm-hmm. I'll actually do the raw vocal for it mm-hmm. on just different runs and different parts. And we just, we do, we, I love doing ad libs. Ad libs is like a yeah. crazy, fun, a very intense, sometimes yeah. really intense sometimes. process. Sometimes I get like <laughs> in the studio, yeah. not in a bad way, but just like I have to focus like zone. very yeah. hard because I yeah, really sure. care about what i'm putting out <laughs> i just makes me think I, I remember we put out like an instagram video like a year or two ago and you were doing ad libs and i was just like pretend singing along with you and you're just like, in the moment i know yeah I do all these weird like conducting hand you do, motions. oh that's that's a classic kind of <laughs> yeah. just all kinds chopping it chopping the beat <laughs> wow yeah so that's the vocals we do the raw yeah. we lay them down then we do we end up doing the ad libs laying yeah. down we so we do the layering then yeah um, i would say too like well along with body like after we recorded it you know we we have like the the um the piano chords and stuff in the intro and like kind of going back to that emotional state what we wanted the listener to be in that's when i love to start messing around with like vocal um effects and i love using like the waves cla um vocals like mm-hmm. they have so many like cool little presets to get like just like the creativity going. And yeah. I think like when the song kicks off and like Hannah's voice has like a filter on it and a little bit of distortion, it like, it fits like the the mood of the track as well. Yes. And so yeah. I loved, I love doing that though. When we're working on music, messing around with different, just different vocal presets and then mm-hmm. like kind of tweaking from there mm-hmm. and really capturing the emotion that's in like both of our heads. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. It helps us get creative. And like, I love to like, we we're riding the other day and while we were riding I was like can you throw on like these two filters so I can see if this will feel right mm-hmm. for when like for the ideas that are in my head so yeah. I just they can make you feel like the auto-tune too like you can just you can do so many creative things that you yeah. then you can like um reproduce naturally yeah after yeah that. yeah vocals are fun yeah you guys sound like you're having a lot of fun in the studio and collaborating yeah, in a very special way too for sure we I definitely have, have like our day, like we took us some time to like figure out. I had no idea what I was doing with vocals. I had no idea. No way. I consider you an expert sitting in this chair right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like my experience was like, I specifically didn't work with top liners when I was doing my own stuff. I was like, I have no idea how to make vocals sound as good as, you know, it does. Yeah. So, Classic tech house DJ. Yeah, there you go. I know. I'm just making tech house music, man. <laughs> You're so good at it, though. Like, you do yeah, the vocals so much justice, and I always feel... It's been a lot of YouTube like, tutorials. And yeah. YouTube Isaac University. I really, really hard on it. Like, you've yeah. really put in the work to make sure it's excellent. Also, because, like, I'll make you make sure the rest yeah. of it. <laughs> well, again, I think that's what your expertise, though, and you've been doing this for so long, and your voice is incredible that I get to work with like the best vocalist on the planet. So that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So you guys are the best. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's so cool though. And that track really is special. Um, the last game room records track though. Good for you. You mentioned this one earlier. Let's check this one out. This one's called good for you by the two fake blondes of game room records. I'll admit it. I was so spaced out. I'm feeling sad. Haven't been myself, wanna go back to the girl I was last year, yeah. I was strong, so they tore me down and it changed. 
songwriting inspiration it sounds like you can go pretty far in the past to draw on ideas can you tell yeah. me about this track specifically and how you came up with the lyrics absolutely so this song was really written kind of about that moment i talked about previously like yeah. i went through that really awful breakup in 2016 mm -hmm. and i had been just dating the wrong i was attracting the wrong people like to yeah. be honest like i was just attracting the wrong kind of person and then i was like literally had the bathroom floor moment that I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, why yeah. do I keep just this cycle over and over? And it was just that, like, you got to touch bottom before you can push yourself back up to the top. Kind yeah. Of yeah. And I just had this feeling like it was really spiritual moment for me. And it was like, I, if I'm not good for myself, I'm never going to attract the person that I want to be good for me. Like it's yeah. never going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I remember immediately after I had that moment, like I signed up for like my first half marathon. Like I really started like working on myself and was like, I really want to be, I want to be ready for my husband's like who I want to be. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. No, that's really yeah. where that inspiration came from. And I started, I like to write on the piano a lot. I play guitar as well. Okay. Um, but the piano inspired me so much for writing uh, mm -hmm. house music and dance music. So good for you. Actually, sometimes in my head, like I'll have a vocalist, um, voice so uh good for you actually felt very elton john to me while i was playing it on the piano yeah. mm -hmm. kind of yeah. like staccato -y and yeah kind of like i still have the work tape from it but it yeah. was just had this kind of like snap to it on like yeah. and it was just like a really cool thing so i kind of had that playing through my head and um i just stumbled around and ended up kind of i kind of just sit down and like just kind of whisper talk lyrics out in my head and it was kind of got to this point and I have it on the work tape that was like, if I'm not good for me, then I'm not good for you. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's good. That's really, really good. So yeah. I kind of just started putting this melody together and, um, I wrote the song literally from my <laughs> experience. Like it yeah. kind of felt like a diary yeah. to me, yeah. um, because I was, ex I was in that exact moment in that song. And I love digging in the past, um, to be able to help people going through like similar experiences absolutely and we went through that too like when we broke up so when mm -hmm. i i usually our process is like i'll come up with something like on the piano and then i'll bring it up to him or bring it to him like in a studio in our session and be like hey you know what do you think about this idea like what do you think about this direction yeah. and mm -hmm. we'll talk together about like mm -hmm. who the song's for and yeah. where we want it to go and if we really like the content if it like lines up with our brand mm -hmm. um yeah and then go from there on it but i love good for you I it's know. one of my favorite songs and that song was a work in progress i mean it took almost a year to like actually complete it we have so many different versions of the track we have so many different versions <laughs> of the track. yeah i didn't really know 
like for, like arrangement wise yeah it's like yeah. one of the tracks i mean i'm sure you can relate to it's like some you can just kind of finish really fast and others yep. are just okay something's not right yeah give it a break for a month and come back and yeah and then we flipped it around in 48 hours which was a wild <laughs> yeah yeah had like a massive break there we go that's it that's the one eureka eureka yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome well i sure am i sure am happy with how it turned out it's a really really special thank you, thank you. Thank you. We, thank you. we are really proud of it yeah you should be it's seriously it's so special now we got to talk about my favorite track. I probably could have talked about this track the whole entire episode, but Lifeline. Let's see if this one becomes your favorite track as well. This one's called Lifeline by the Two Fake Blondes. Hey boy, it's been a while feeling like the olden days. Man, I'm a saw golden days. Have you been doing fine? I miss when we talk all night. We were soaking up the light. I've been praying that you'll Remember me when you're in the darkness, wanna set you free. I've been praying that you'll see my face when you're in the midst of your hardest place. I've known you for a long time, not afraid to see your bad side. You can call me when you're not fine, I can be your guys about it compared to these game room records tracks you really again like tiptoed the line of like a, a, a deep house oliver heldon's a piano house this one stayed true to the soulful piano house throughout did yeah. this one have a lot of different versions too or yes, what it was did. it so i bet it did i knew it <laughs> this is a long story one yeah this one has how many versions do you think we have of the song 25 maybe there's, there's a, lot of <laughs> a lot of different versions i think at one point i was like I was I love this song. It's um, like a tropical, like you know the yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> freaking tropical like. We like we were like we're so glad yeah. we did it. Really <laughs> <so>. <laughs> like that, 
No one needs to hear that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, you have to you have to try that. You have yep. to get to that low point before you can bring it back. Yeah, up. right. <laughs> so true. You can you only know? go up from here. I feel you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you had you again, like you brought the idea of you know writing about you know wanting to be there for somebody. In yeah, really tough time in a really tough time for sure. Suicide prevention is something that's really been on our hearts. Like yeah. youth mm-hmm. is a really big thing on our hearts. Um, we both had different experiences, like in our life, totally. with friends and family. And I had like I was really overwhelmed with this idea of a phone call, like calling someone and checking in on them. Yeah. And I remember like the day that we sat down to write it. Like it was an emo- it felt like emotional. It like it felt like yeah. emotional in the way that we need to be writing a song. Yeah. Um. And so we really just came up with the concept of uh, the story of actually being on the phone with someone and writing it like you're actually yeah. having the conversation mm-hmm. with them. Um, oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. So like, hey, boy, it's been a while, you know, yeah. um, actually talking to them, recording the conversation through the song. Woo, yeah. I like it even more now. Yeah. I love yeah. it even more yeah. now. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So it was, you know, it, it was just that we wanted it to be that song that was like, encouraging encouraging people to like call in like check on people like yeah. even if it's been a long time yeah like you know not to be ashamed of like well i haven't made contact and the person's probably upset at that yeah. or just call in and check in on people like yeah. even if it's for a minute or if you haven't talked in a really long time like yeah you know yeah. Just being able to do that and yeah. so we, we wrote the, the song well i was gonna say we wanted the production to reflect that too and i think that's- we did we wanted it to feel like when it hit that chorus like it released something like yeah. it broke off some exactly. sort of yeah. like chain that somebody had like we wanted it to be like a breakthrough mm-hmm. course. Yeah. really important Absolutely. but when we again we like made this original track for it oh my gosh <laughs> and like there's moments when when it's like i know i have to rewrite something <laughs> like, crap like it's always hard for me like rewrites not necessarily doing it but just mentally being like knowing that i have to okay the song needs a revision yeah mm-hmm. but it was like the original work day compared to what it became. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was so glad, so glad. again yeah. that yeah. it evolved and that we changed things and <laughs> just re-recorded it and, and took the time that it needed. But we had actually like shelved the project. Like we had the put song, it yeah. well, like the song. Yeah, yeah. We had like been we put it in bed. We were like, we put it in a box, yeah. put it somewhere far away because we had made so many versions. The vocals weren't right. And that was yeah. hard. That was hard to do at first too, because like, because we loved the song, we loved the song, so and we had put so much time into it. We're like, yeah, uh, are we really just gonna like put it away? Like we invested so much time into this. Can we just like yeah. track it? But we needed to. We had to, and it just was like we need to put this put this song away. We need to just pretend like we're not gonna release it right now yeah. and just move on for now. Right. And so that was probably in what month what month was it of that year february february yeah so and then it wasn't until actually we went on like a two-week road trip um Mm -hmm. and that last half of the week we were spending a lot of time in park city Mm -hmm. and we had shut our phones off for two weeks straight we were kind of at that point in with what was going on with music and like you know the pandemic and everything like yeah where where are we right now like Mm -hmm. what's next for us like where are we headed um it's been a little bit of like a pause you know what do we want to do and we just started talking about lifeline and we're Mm -hmm. like you know suicide prevention month's coming up yeah and what if we just I'm getting like chills talking about it because we were like what if we just put it out ourselves what if we do this campaign what if we do all these graphics what if we collaborate with these people and do remixes and we like 
make this like a mission yeah. um, to really push this message of the song. And like we had just a few days left before we had to go home. And we were like so we were passionate about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. And we were like this, it just felt right. Yeah. It was like, okay, we're going to go home. We're going to finish the song and we're going to put together this whole release yeah. plan. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to do. And as soon as we got home, it wasn't but two days later that it all came together. Yeah. We, we recorded the vocals. We changed some of the melodies yeah. and we did the production. Yeah. Just got it all. It all clicked. It all wow. clicked. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool getting to know, like, this is what it takes to release a song by ourselves and do all the marketing yeah. ourselves. Right. Through, you know, the radio servicing, the playlisting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like how intentional we could be. Like we how sent out yeah. like mailers to every, like we have a hundred people on our mailing list at that time. And we yeah. sent out like stickers. We yeah. sent out a card. We sent out like just a whole like package basically. Yeah. To right. all so much people. fun. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Which we had yeah. so much fun and we got to like, you know, do the remixes and like hear what lifeline meant to those people and like yeah. the artists we work with. And it was just such a cool, like really like a movement and a moment for us for yeah, like the stripped down version too and everything. Like yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. We had a good time with that. And yeah, it was just it was really, really great to be yeah. able to just A, know that we could move forward with our music mm -hmm. if it was signed or not. Yeah. And yeah, then, absolutely. Yeah. Being able to just be like, okay doing stuff like this is what really gets us excited so like this yeah. is really and i think honestly like lifeline too was like in that moment we knew this was the vein of writing and what our brand needed to be was yeah. like hope joy, joy yeah. like shifting atmospheres shifting people's yeah. like breakthroughs like where they're at and yeah. that's lifeline was really the gateway that to that as gateway. well yeah my gosh I love this song 10 times more now. <laughs> it's so full. That is so special, guys. Unbelievable. That's that's one of the best stories I've heard about a song ever, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Got a video editor named Suzette. Suzette, please clip that. We, we need that really bad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. yeah. That's We love that song. Yeah, I remember too, so like yeah. when we listened to the final draft of it, like in the final version of it in the studio, and like I was yeah. crying. Yeah, and I, when the song really like emotional. hits me, I know that okay, this song's gonna do something. It's gonna really move. Yeah, yeah. You can feel like as a songwriter, like the emotion in it. So yeah, yeah. 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 We felt really thankful for like all. We got so much support. Yeah, um, it was, it was from amazing. people from radio. Yeah. Um, from blogs like everywhere yeah. people just like latched on and championed lifeline in the, so in the message of it which was yeah it was yeah. so cool it was it, Who did the cover art uh her name's brooke o'neill yeah. and she she's actually she go ahead she's based out of she in chicago I don't know, so okay. don't put that in there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. remember where she's from. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she's super talented and she her drawings are absolutely incredible. It was so art. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It just brought it all together. It was truly yeah. like the cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what we wanted. We wanted something that was like fun and like hopeful yep. and kind of whimsical, but yeah. not mm -hmm. too whimsical. And we yeah. sent her like all these ideas. And just put it together in this folder yeah. and like center the pictures of us. And we're like, this is what we want. And then she yeah. literally created exactly yeah, what we amazing. wanted. We've worked with her several times since then. And she's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Wow. So cool, guys. What a, yeah. what, a, what a great experience for you too as well. I think a lot of artists feel like they have to depend on a label. I won't release music unless it's on a label. It won't get the attention. Oh, there's a doggy. I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Let me go back to sleep. Oh my God. What just came out of me? You saw my doggy side of me. Oh, there's a doggy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep that. In. That's good, though. 
seriously though, I, I, I really love that. I always love seeing a self-release because sometimes you just don't want to wait around for a label and exactly. sometimes hard to deal with. And it's just like, I want to put this out to the world. This one's for me. And you guys oh. did something so, so selfless. And I think selfless in the sense that you did it because you wanted to get it out there. Not necessarily sure. like it was for me, but yeah. such a special yeah. track, really. Thank you so yeah, much. Like, you. we're so glad you love it. Mm-hmm. And it, it I love it. I don't like yes. it. I love it. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I can't, like, where do I download it? Oh, is it, it on Bport? It's not on Bport, is it? I think it's on, uh, double check. I thought it was. But if not, I think it's definitely on iTunes. Can I get the Tropical House version and I can play that out for you? <laughs> <laughs> no one can no ever one. get the Tropical House because that was also the We should, we we should use it as vocals. an NFT or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Tropical House paired with the old vocals is what really oh, makes it man. special. <laughs> It does. It does. You know, one day if we're in Chicago, you know, we'll uh okay. sneak or something. I can listen nice. on one old broken oh, AirPod yeah. that went through the dryer. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I think we did put on Instagram though before and after like a snippet of what the verse sounded like when I first wrote it and then mm-hmm. what it ended up yeah, sounding like. And it's pretty drastic. You can tell, yeah. yeah. Unreal. So yeah. cool. What a great story, guys. Now, last uh, but certainly not least, your big release on Bring the Kingdom, our man King Topher, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a sub-label of Hexagon. What he's done with that label is incredible. In just a year, you hit over 5 million streams, put out so many different types of special house music. And your track, Insecurities, was a little bit different than some of your other tracks, too. This one was a tech house bouncer. It was. This is a, yeah. Let's check out this tech house bouncer together. This one's called Insecurities off Bring the Kingdom. too and Hanny probably had a good time with the lyrics i mean it i don't know how long it took you but like it's just perfect like they help the track really with pace and i think that's so important with house music because when it comes down to it right it's pretty not i don't want to call it cookie cutter but it's four on the floor you got a baseline you got some percussion you got lyrics and it's hard to be unique within that space but you guys did such a great job with making it special i mean no surprises that he took it but what was it like putting this track together and then releasing out on on such a great label too I remember like, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so much different than anything we've ever released. I know. Yeah, nothing. I, one of the reasons why I fell in love with Pete's music is because of those deep house vibes. Like yeah. I love like Chris Lake. Yeah. Like yeah. I love oh, yeah. kind of deep house yeah. vibes. Like I love mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. what happened was we had written this other song yeah. and Pete had just taken a piece from the verse. Of yeah. The song. 
Yeah. And he like created a whole track around it. Yeah. And so when I heard it, I was like, yes. <laughs> and we both like yes. we both like love how the drop like just hits you in the chest. You know, it yes. does. Yes. Yeah. It really those does. Stabs, yeah. Those stabs were like just absolutely yeah. incredible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we totally love that. And yeah. so we Pete sent it to Bring the Kingdom. Yeah. And that really started our relationship with Topher too. Like yeah. he was like, wow, like this is this yeah. is awesome. And um, yeah, we just got to know him and he, you know, got to work on the release with him too. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was really cool. Just that whole experience, you know, yeah. putting out and just and hearing the response too from that whole Bring yeah. the Kingdom and Hexagon family. Yeah, oh, Don so Diablo awesome. supported it, right? Don yes, Diablo, yeah. Which was so cool. Casual, yeah. so casual, guys. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I know, right? <laughs> And I remember, like, when I was, like, 2011, 2012, like, you know, first getting into it, you know, the thought of Don Diablo, like, supporting a song, (laughs) it was just, like, mind-blowing. So it was so cool, you know, 10 years later to, like, have that, like, fully accomplished. It's it's really awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. We love that song. It's so good. Yeah. It's so awesome. And it was cool, too, because, like, the lyrics from from the song that he pulled it from was, I want you to believe it was my insecurities. And then Topher's like, what if we change it to, I want you to be free from all your insecurities. Yeah. And oh, like, that's okay. amazing. Yeah. I loved the message, of yeah. course. And that's, you know, what we wanted it to be for people. And, and it has like a really so cool dancing. dynamic in our, in our life set. Life set. Yes, like, definitely. So cool. you know? Yeah, we love playing it out. So I, I wanted like people to know, like we can make like really cool, like vocal, even like, commercially even a little bit like house music mm-hmm. but then we also go like real deep and go like tech yeah. house and just hit them like, yes for sure big bass so yeah. oh, i love yeah. that that's <laughs> awesome props to that song props to bring the kingdom amazing yeah. guys absolutely yeah. that's that's the discography thus far i can't wait to hear what we got coming out in the future but you guys are are not just incredible producers you're incredible content creators and i want to commend you and acknowledge you for that because it's really tough to do as a creative, especially I know so many producers that are great at producing music and that's their superpower, but putting themselves on camera and starting a YouTube channel and TikTok, like that stuff's intimidating. And unfortunately, it's adapt or die these days if you want to make it in the music industry. And Hannah, you said it, you, your mom sat you down at 10 years old and said, you got to understand the business side of this. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like 70% business these days and music will find a way eventually, <laughs> but it's so important to understand. You got to have a brand. You got to have a good logo. You got to have content. And yeah. I love your guys' content and you make it look easy because you just are yourselves. And <laughs> that was a hard thing for me to overcome personally um, for a long time. Uh, people made fun of me for having, you know, I'm, I'm half Jewish. I had a squeaky voice. Like I didn't always have a beard and a cool haircut. In fact, the first fade I got was like my junior year of high school. And finally I was like, this is the look, not the Jew. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had my haircut yeah, every two weeks yeah. since. Yeah. It took me a long time to be able to figure out what I needed to do with my hair. So I was like, yes, thank oh, you. Uh, right. I, I understand that. <laughs> I feel like we have a very similar. <laughs> we do. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. For sure. But when I realized, like when I, when I went through that time in college too, and saw who my real friends were like, and people accepted me for who I am. That's when I was like, you know what? I have this ridiculous voice, but it's pretty unique, I guess. And I'm not going to try and change who I am. And I like being on camera and I like making fun of myself and I like doing that stuff. And like the mm-hmm. content that I put out, like I have so much fun with it. And yeah. that's, awesome. that's, yeah. that's fun for me. If people like yeah. it, that's great. I'm happy about that. But like, I want to, I want to have fun forever. And I see you guys doing that. And it's really inspiring to me when, 
you do your YouTube channel and you do your reels and you do the how-to videos. And I guess my question is like, did you guys think in the beginning, okay, we got to come up with some fun ideas, like to not just be producers and how do you actually come up with new ideas as well? Well, I remember yeah. we talked about building a brand, like right when we yeah. started, That's like what, what, yeah. what do we want the two fake blondes to be? Cause it's not just music. No. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like this whole brand that brings hope, joy, laughter, you know, yeah. like just brings people into who we are and what we love. Yeah. And, and I had been in the industry long enough that I knew that if we were going to really go for this, we needed to have yeah. a brand yeah. that we need to have a, a product, a package, who we are, what yeah. we're doing, a story to be able to really make an impact on yeah. the kind of fans and the amount of fans we want to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so we knew that we just wanted to be creating content. And actually, this is funny, but <laughs> when we started, we were like, we're going to do a YouTube video every single week uh -huh. and we're going to do that so we can introduce ourselves. Well, we started this YouTube channel. We actually had like 600 views on like the first, like, I don't know, Four, ten, 10, maybe, maybe yeah, six or seven yeah. videos. Nice. Like, I was like, wow, yeah. that's really good. Really yeah. Well. And then one day, one day, changed. <laughs> one day I went to delete a draft and I clicked the select all button on accident and I deleted our entire YouTube channel. Oh, An entire, every single video was gone. And I was like, just absolutely. I was like, no, like I was in just total disbelief. Which, yeah. I was like, are you seriously? And like, also I have been working in premiere. I don't know if you've worked. Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. Very familiar. And that has given me like the biggest headache in my entire oh, yeah. life. Yep. It took me like 12 hours to create one three minute video. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why do you think I hired a video editor? I oh, mean, I know. Molehills. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing got deleted off of YouTube and it was like, and we couldn't get it back. Cause you have, no, to, have, like, you have to have like a, a thousand yeah, subscribers that's... and we did have like five, Yeah. <laughs> but we had like a bunch of views. So it all got deleted. So that yeah. really, 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 really sucked. But we oh. definitely like, even in the beginning, you know, we wanted people to know who we are, like yep, our husband yeah. and wife, we like to have fun. Yep. We yeah. like to make fun of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Like bring joy. Like yeah. it's not just the music. Like, you know, we wanted people to put a face to the music that they were listening Absolutely. to. So we work, you know, we work really hard on the content and yeah. it does, it takes a lot of work. I design everything we do. Yeah. Um, I create everything we do. Um, I put together everything we do. <laughs> it's really, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, just hey, there Pete, supporting, yeah. you, know, you know, that looks great. And poor Pete, I'll be like, can you do this video? And then I'll watch it and be like, please, can you yeah. do it again? <laughs> <laughs> but we've like learned the cool thing is like we, we, we figured out our strengths yeah because you know? like yeah. we do run this like a business like we have the marketing yeah. side we have business strategy we have pitching we have you know our radio plans like we have all this stuff that we do for our music and yeah. we've learned over time like he's really good at a b and c and i'm really good at a b and c and yeah. so we don't need to force each other we can both get better at those things that we were weak more yeah. weak in but we can just like you are responsible for this stuff. I'm responsible for this yeah. stuff. Let's make peace with that. Yeah. Let's agree to that. And then yeah. it makes everything like just run really smoothly. Yeah. Right. So, but we try to do like for content, it's like we try to have um, like some content pillars. Like exactly. we like to post some inspirational stuff. We like to post about our music. Mm -hmm. Let's just say yeah. those. And then we like to post like stuff about traveling. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we try to make sure we're like yeah. sprinkling Getting some of those. all of that in. Yeah. Um, and then like trying to schedule some posts if we can and yeah. kind of come up with content. Cause it can yeah. feel overwhelming, especially when you're like, you know, trying to show up every day. Do I need to be here on every day? Yeah. 
you know, Instagram will show your story to 200 people and then it will be 25 people the next day. Yeah. And trying to figure out just kind of uh, the game you have to play with that or yeah. like, you know, and even when we first started, like, do we need to be doing reels? Do we need to be on TikTok and Instagram yeah, and right. reels and Facebook? Yeah. What's macro content? What's micro content? It's like, we had to take time to like figure out. Yeah. And I feel like we really found that with Instagram. And we love like, Instagram. That's yeah. definitely our platform right now yeah. is like being able to do the video photos mm-hmm. um, and like share. Just connect. With, yeah. Like connect with people connect too. With yeah. Yeah. It's been really good. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I always like really am thankful for the compliments on the content because yeah. those days where I'm just like, oh my gosh, cr- like those content creation days sometimes or it's like, okay, at least I know that people like what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it helps yeah. me in the days where I'm just like, this is, there's so much content to be. Made. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. And I think one thing I always try and tell the people that are struggling with that is understand that each social media platform has its own audience. Like yes. some people do really well on Twitter. Totally. They don't know why. We don't know why. Twitter doesn't know why. Some people totally. do really well on Instagram. Some yeah. people we've seen on TikTok they yeah. do incredibly well, right? Yeah, and Facebook sure. and, and all these other social yeah. media apps, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it's like, it's important to, to always have your brand available across those. And I think we can all agree Spotify is a social media platform in and of itself. Yeah, like, 100%, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. is. So it's all these things to master and YouTube, yeah. of course, too. And it's like, where is my audience? But most importantly, what do I enjoy using the most? And you don't exactly. always have to feel like I got to create this content. I have to do this new concept. Listen to what you guys just did. You already love traveling. You just record yourself traveling. Exactly. You already love spreading joy. You just re- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you guys that because yeah. I know I know it's not easy, but I don't yeah. want people to think they have to reinvent the wheel of content creation here. No, no for sure. No. And you yeah. don't just have to box yourself in if you yeah. Like you don't just have to be, you know, a music yeah. producer or an artist. You can incorporate, yeah, all those other. If you love playing Nintendo, you know, talk about it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, other yeah. people will probably like it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one of the other things too that's been really important for us is we don't we don't care about not that we don't care, but it's not the right word. But we don't measure our Instagram success by how many likes we're getting. Mm-hmm. yes with more so how many impressions as well like Mm -hmm. you're actually looking at the insights and seeing the impressions but we at the very beginning we're like this is not what this is about yeah and anyway and i also think like if 25 people that just liked our photo were standing in our living room we have a packed house yeah yeah (laughs) nice i like that yeah like I'm, i'm down it's like 10 people were standing outside our window being like, Hey, will you sing for us? And that's yeah. what's on our stories or something. We're yeah. like, Hey, that's I'm awesome. Yeah. Your, dog, your dog's super confused though. Like why are there 25 <laughs> people on our house? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love that though. You got, yeah. you got to just keep having fun with it and not put, put exactly. too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Comparing yep. is just the death of all creatives because it's so easy especially like pd you know when you're when you're becoming a dj and you're seeing like you put your sights on skrillex i'm gonna be skrillex and then you get to a level Mm -hmm. and you're like well why did that guy get that gig or that girl get that gig instead of me and it happens in music too how did they get on that playlist i think my song's better it's just like just worry about yourself and have fun for sure exactly i think if you can accept that there's room for everyone that's the biggest thing you really can say the world is so huge yeah get your a core belief that you actually believe and think yeah yes space for everyone it makes life a lot easier i learned that from dance music too like shortly after i got into it like and even still now like hearing of you know 
even techno producers from like Berlin that are like, you know, selling out like massive crowds. That yeah. I've never heard. You know, it's like there, there's room for everyone. And it's cool, like to be able to have that perspective of gratitude. Like I still get to do this and I can yes. still be happy for this person as they yeah. accomplish that. Cause I know I'm still on the right path. Yeah. You know, for sure. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. On that note, I want to ask you guys uh, kind of where we're at right now in the electronic music industry and maybe just the music industry in general. I know at least in house music, my experience, it's been the most collaborative and welcoming that I've ever seen. And I think for better or for worse, the pandemic put a lot of people's brands and themselves in perspectives. People started labels to give other younger artists platforms like uh, Bring the Kingdom. That was the initial goal. Um, I don't, you guys ever heard of hood politics records or vibrancy before, um, you know, these people are willing to work with each other in such a unique and special way. And I feel like I haven't seen that. And my question to you guys, you mentioned somebody like Chris Lake, you look at Chris Lake and Fisher, right? Like they're some of the top build acts in the world. And you look at somebody like David Guetta and Alesso, David Guetta literally has a alias called Jack back to make tech house. Right. So it's yeah. like, where house music is, is a really special time, but like, I just want to get your opinion on where you think it's at right now and where it might be going in the next couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the collaboration aspect is really cool. Cause I, I, I think that again, that was one of the most appealing things about dance music to me, whether it was like with song structure, there was so much freedom, but also just with like the collaboration and the openness. Yeah. You want to, you know, to see, like, I don't know, I think of like Skrillex and Diplo, like how they yeah. came and formed Jack U, and that was like mind blowing yeah. at the time. Yeah. We're, we're seeing that constantly now with, like, just like you said, Chris Lake and Fisher. So, yeah. I love that collaborative, that collaborative, like, just um, aesthetic right now. And mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that just keeps continuing. I could see it continuing. You know, I think it's bringing a lot of good into the industry, giving people mm -hmm. opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even just like seeing what the stuff that like hood politics has done too. Like we've seen some of the videos you posted. Yes. And it's been cool seeing like, you know, a lot of artists that, you know, some who were familiar, some who were not, but like just getting the chance to all be together, perform and have a great time. I think it's, that's so special. Yeah. What about from a music production standpoint? Because we're hearing sounds like we've never heard before. That's for damn sure. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I, I have no idea, honestly, where it's going to go. But uh, I, yeah, there's no right you know, answer. That's for sure. You know, <laughs> I, I look at people like Skrillex and I think I have so much respect for him, too, because he's always just like in his own lane saying, like, I'm going to put this out. It's cool. I'm going to put this out. It's cool. I'm going to work mm -hmm. with anyone who I want to work with. And so I think I think having that attitude and even for us, like having that attitude to be like, you know, we're going to put out what feels true to ourselves mm -hmm. and whether that's writing with some other people or writing just like the two of us, I think yeah, that's when the music can be like the most powerful. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's cool to see, like, feel like there's endless possibilities as in someone like me, who's come from like totally different genre. Yeah. Like it's been to me, I'm like, like so fresh into like the dance. You music. fit in perfectly. Yeah, so, you it's, do. It's, so to yeah. me, it's <laughs> so cool to see all this music coming out and like what we've been able to do and yeah. how we can like do, you know, the more tech house stuff and the more housey housey stuff. And yeah. like, mm -hmm. you know, just have like kind of an unboxed kind of yeah. space to do it in. So exactly. it's, it's really awesome. I feel honored yeah. to be a part of the dance music industry. And mm -hmm. actually, I've felt like very very accepted and very yeah. i i think the music industry is like been really friendly overall and it's yeah. been really an incredible industry to be a part of so far yeah for sure 
Who have you yeah. been inspired by recently, Hannah? Tommy. Yeah. I Wow, you didn't even wait a second right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. as far as as far as dance music, I would say Tommy. I discovered yeah. which what album is it that I've been listening to? Year Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. listened to that thing from front to back. Yeah. I mean, over and over and over again in just the creativity um and the way that the vocals are done and the vocal chops is just like I was like who is this? Who is, who am I listening yeah. to? Oh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Oh my gosh. Just yeah. absolutely incredible. So that's an album. Like I, I love, we love listening to like all different genres of music and yeah. I get inspired by like from songwriting perspective, like from a lot of different genres, um, mm-hmm. and influences, but as far as dance music, Chami is definitely one of my favorites right now. Yeah, I love Galantis too. Again, it's yeah. like that, their ability, like with vocals and house music. And yeah. I mean, they can get so flashy with how they produce, but it's it's so incredible to me because it's it's like not a lot of sounds, but everything yeah. they put in there is it's just so like, tight. it's so and tight. Dynamic. It's so tight. I mean, they freaking work with Dolly Parton. And I know. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That song. That Faith is such a good song. That is such a good song. That is such a good song. And I just, I love that dance music can take people from like country music or yep. different genres and yeah. bring it yeah. in to the music. Like yeah. it's so, so, so cool to me. Like it's, it's very, very cool. Yeah. 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 They're really special. I agree. It, it's just, there's no limits and there never was really, but now it's just there, like you said, unboxed, you know, like I couldn't have said it better yeah. myself. I don't even, there's really not even a word for it, but it's just I'm like unboxed. Yeah, it's good. It's, good. Yeah. It's, just, it's so cool. And I mean, you see people like Glantis is a great example. They'll collaborate with nightmare. I mean, you see yeah. people yeah. like Nami who collaborate with zoo and yeah. they come together and the fusions of styles are, whew, I mean, yeah. It's insane. Sound design these days, I can't I can't even compete, man. I'm just like <laughs> I'm a percussion guy. I can do the toms and the drums, but when you, <laughs> some of the I mean, that's that new Skrillex song. Uh I think it's called Interversions. Yeah. I was I, like, what is I was walking in the middle of the street and I like yeah. I like blacked out. I like my yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm alive right now, like <laughs> seriously though, yeah. insane, insane. Yeah. Just making, reminding me too of like a genius of like Beethoven or something, where you can yeah. string all these pieces and ideas and sounds, yeah. or like Freddie Mercury, which I still yes, think such an incredible yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. It's the way amazing. that it was like six different songs <laughs> meshed yeah. into one, like yeah. and it flowed and it's like it, it just it works as yeah. one piece of art. It's just it's incredible and it's yeah. so cool to see people that are able to take such different dynamics mm-hmm. and and come together and then make yeah. it into something. Well, I think so too, like when I, when I first heard of Chami, he was doing like this really like harder, like future house sound. And yeah. that was, I mean, I was, it was, it was cool, but I wasn't like super into it. Then when I heard like the song he did for Lady Gaga off her album. Oh, um, Chromatica. I got that on yeah. vinyl y'all. I got oh, that on vinyl. <laughs> Yeah, true fan right there. I, yeah, I'm a big Lady Gaga fan. Yeah. She's amazing. She's, amazing. But she's an artist too who's like yeah. collaborating with Zed, yes. Madion, Chami, and is always making this like futuristic, yep. I don't know, like really cool dance. Or like, music. didn't she collaborate with Tony Bennett too? Isn't that his name? Yeah, she did. Yeah, it's like she's, everybody. Yeah, she's all over. No with, rules. No, yeah. there's no rules at all. Unboxed. Unboxed. This is our new Unboxed. podcast, Unboxed. <laughs> I like that. I, I can like, talk to you guys every week, that's for sure. That'd be dope. What's up, everybody? We're unboxed. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> wow. I just, that was a little bit of magic right there. Yep. <laughs> that's the elevation out there. I think that's what it is. It's getting good. Oh, no, we're at sea level. So. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, let's change it to actually called we're at or sea level. And I'm in Chicago oh, at sea level, and you're out there in sea yeah, level. Yeah, like that's good. We'll keep working. Let's keep hashing it out. Let's keep right, hashing right. it out. I think Unbox <laughs> is probably good, but I wanted to add some sort of value. You guys seemed like you are going to do great, and I was just going to sit in the back. <laughs> I'll be the cameraman. How about that? Oh, man. <laughs> okay, cool. Fantastic. <laughs> you guys are so much fun. What, uh, what can you tell me about what's coming up for you over the next few weeks and a few months, new music shows, whatever you got? Shows. Yeah, shows. shows are going to um, be rolling out soon yeah. for us. So we'll yeah. announcing yeah. those soon. Yes. Very yeah. excited. Um, music. music. Music as well that we can't say yet, but knew it yeah yep worked on a lot of lot of music this year yeah so we're very excited about that season of music to release it out into the world yeah it's very excited but for right now we're enjoying good for you and you know that yeah it's getting uh we just saw it got a couple plays from a big radio station cd 9.5 which we love them yeah so we've gotten some more people like supporting on spotify so Mm -hmm. loving like the love that that song's getting yeah yeah sharing that out for sure. It's amazing, guys. Congratulations to you on all the momentum you've built up. And you guys really, really are doing something super special. And it's just awesome to connect with people who are so passionate about what they do. And I admire that a lot. I really do. Thank yeah, you so thank much. You. Really appreciate it. This has been like such a fun conversation. I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you want to keep talking, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to do it? You want to go three hours? Let's no, go three hours. No. no, even in Joe Rogan, they go pee. I got to pee. Sorry. We got to yeah. end this. <laughs> They get up in the middle of that podcast too. It's okay. Uh, uh, for sure. <laughs> absolutely. No, but thanks again. Like, you know, yeah. th- this is, this has really been amazing. We're so thankful to, to again, have this opportunity to talk with you and yeah. just to, just to have this. Yeah. Yeah. It's been so you guys good. are great. You got a big fan here in Chicago. That's for sure. And uh, I, I really, I really do need lifeline wave format, intro, outro, PD, help DJ out, bro. Well, it sounds like maybe you need it on vinyl too. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm really into vinyl actually. It's coming back for me. I got all of my mom and dad's vinyls. Uh, I have Fleetwood Mac I'm looking at right now. I got the original Michael Jackson Thriller. You mentioned John. I'm going to listen to that for sure. Saturday nights for fighting, baby. I love that track. That's fired up. I don't know why. It was so fire. That's my like pregame song. that's amazing yeah i love it i did vinyl has uh made me appreciate music in such a different way growing up in a digital age right like just downloading yeah. a track like, we grew up in the lime wire and live wire age uh, what i would do to be able to take some cds to shows i know, play some CDs I, know. At the end. I mean come on those were the good days those were so good <laughs> those were so, i know, you know? The oh yeah i just found a cd that i burned for my girlfriend like a long time ago the track list is like horrendous. It's hilarious. It's so random. And it just yeah. is like, we got Kelly Clarkson, like, <laughs> voice away. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll spread my wings and I'll learn. Like, was I trying to impress her with that song? Really? <laughs> I did something right, I guess. <laughs> Doing my best out of here, guys. <laughs> That's so funny. I have, I have some of those CDs yeah. as well. And I was yeah. like, oh, like, draw pictures on them and like and like make some like cheesy name for them. oh yeah burning cds was like burning cds for your own car when you i don't know what you got when you guys got oh, yeah. your first car 
That was like the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Your yeah. own mix. Yeah. And then you have the tracks memorized. Like you skip yeah. through, you're like, yeah. I gotta yeah. get three. No, now it's time for seven. Yeah. I actually remember my brother and I would, we had like this stereo system. Remember when stereos were cool? Like, mom, yeah. I want like yeah. stereo. Yeah, the right. copper <laughs> wiring. Like, yeah. yeah. And they like hang them on your wall. They're like this big. <laughs> so <laughs> heavy. Yeah. But we had, we would, um, put like a blank tape in the, in the tape recorder and then listen to the radio and then press record when yeah. the song would come on and then press stop and then wait yeah. for the song we like to come on and then oh. press record again and try to make tapes. Yeah. We're aging ourselves. You want me to do I that? Know. Ours when you have to rewind it and you, well, see, and you gotta hit stop and then rewind because it rewinds yeah. faster. Yep. Well, that wasn't that like that long ago. That's what the crazy no. thing It wasn't that long ago. Oh, yeah, it you're right. You're right. It really wasn't. It's not that old. <laughs> Oh, don't get me started on the Game Boy Color days. Those, those were. Those I were had a Game Boy. I was black and white. Yeah. So the old it. school, the gray got one. You talking about the yes, old? Yeah, got it, man. With the purple buttons, I can still play Kirby on it. Yep. Oh, you legend! Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's like, it's like this one huge. Three oh, inches yeah. thick. It's like a zombie. If you, it's like a zombie apocalypse weapon. Like you could, you could kill a zombie with the original game. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's like a brick. The thing is, yeah, chucking at it, yeah, for yeah. sure. Pull on our dog, Malachi. Right. Can you get off the bed, please? Can you go? <laughs> he's like growling. He's getting, up, he's getting upset too. He's like zombies. I know. He's like only Adam. It's probably dinner time for him, isn't it? I know. Oh yeah, I probably. Know. My watch. Oh no, shit. Do you guys say dinner? Because if I say dinner to my dogs at home, they, they oh yeah freak out. Yeah, he knows. Dinner. They <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, come. <laughs> he said winner. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been this has been such a fun interview, guys. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so, so much. And I'm so excited for people to hear this one too. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And we can't wait to hang with you. Yeah gonna happen definitely so excited much love guys i'll talk to you very soon okay all righty bye, bye.